You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast, and I am most excited to have uh, Lori Fetrick, Ice from American Gladiators, on the show. And... Your dog, who I've become I know, acquainted with. I apologize. With. No, let's bring the, the, the dog into it. <laughs> I've become acquainted with your dog because that's what podcasts are. You become acquainted with uh, your life, uh, April, and uh, mm-hmm. your dog. I got dogs, uh, plural. Dogs, I've got uh, four of them. <laughs> I missed the fact that you had you had four, but uh, yeah, I've um, got I've got four, and so I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to keep them like at a bay, as far as like you know being a little quiet. <laughs> <laughs> normally, the cats invade this podcast. I don't know what you know. It's just it's normally cats. So, um, but 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 dogs most welcome. But uh, uh, Lori, um, uh, like I said, excited to be able to chat with you um, and uh, for folks, uh, the the great uh, classic show, American Gladiators, uh, has received some more recent attention, uh, ESPN documentary, um, the Netflix uh, Muscles and Mayhem uh, unauthorized story of uh, American Gladiators. Watch that. Finished watching that for the second time uh, last night. That uh, was the type of Netflix content that's basically like that perfect meal that's served right in front of you and being like, you want another one? So, yep, <laughs> yep, I agree. <laughs> what's what's before I go on too much? There's plenty to chat about you, but uh, right. about the doc and about the spike of energy around that, and and maybe digging into the stories of of what went down on American Gladiators and your experience, what's, what's been the recent uh, journey and impact for you on having that Netflix uh, documentary go out and going back to uh, the Gladiators? Um, Having that Netflix documentary come out has really sparked, like you said, the, the nostalgia of the American Gladiators, you know, Everybody's trying to, it seems like nowadays people are more and more trying to reach back and kind of get that comfortable, nostalgic feel of when times are a little bit simpler, you know, and, and it wasn't so, everything was so, um, everybody was looking over right now. It's like, everything's looking over everybody's shoulder and you can't say this and you can't say that. I mean, but that's what everybody loves about going back into the nineties and the nostalgic period is because it was like this big, huge free for all. (laughs) You know, and um, it was a lot of fun. And so the, you know, what I'm getting right now is um, I'm getting a lot of, uh, I would say, I don't know, support is a good word, you know, as far as like, you know, when it comes to the fans and everything in the American Gladiators, just, you know, they're all reaching out, you know, whether it be my social media, email, um, you know, my podcast website just how much that the American gladiators impacted their life back then. And so that's one thing to where I like to, you know, go back and, you know, talk to people about this and how it affected their life. And, you know, I get a lot of things like, you know, you made me feel like I could, I could be stronger and I could be this. And it was, it's just a, it's a great, it was a great time, you know, back then, you know, we were, 
female, especially the females, because if you think about it, we were, you know, we were bodybuilders, we were ahead of the time, we were, you know, into that fitness realm. And it wasn't super, it wasn't super accessible, you know, acceptable back then, you know, being that female big bodybuilder. And so, you know, but it, it did, it gave a lot of females the permission, I think, is what I'm getting and what I'm gathering to be strong females and to be authentic, be themselves. So yeah. that's one thing that I, I'm getting from this documentary to where people are reaching out, you know, 25, 30 years later of how much we impacted it and helped change some lives. So yeah. that's yeah. pretty damn cool. Yeah, there's, 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 there's that, that, that power there to it. And I, I found in watching a documentary, which involved, you know, recollection of like different things, how it it was, it just felt different as a show. And Mm -hmm. the, the, when you were talking about, you know, the camaraderie, which is visible in a a lot of the video uh, between the men and the women was that, you know, there was a good vibe around. I mean, it wasn't my experience, but like that, that type of dynamic isn't always, isn't always the case. And um, yeah, we, we gelled pretty good as a team. You know, there was, there was a few people that, you know, a little drama here and there, but as an actual team, I mean, we really kind of came together. You know, um, I didn't have a big family. I had just, you know, one sister older than me, three years older. So to have like, you know, we, we, we talk about like the brothers and the sisters of the team. I didn't have a big family growing up. So this is, this was something that was extremely super cool for me. You know, I mean, even staying together and in communication 30 years later, I mean, laser and myself are, I mean, he's like my big brother, you know, I love that man and nitro same thing. And, you know, there are just certain personalities and certain uh, gladiators that we really stayed in contact with. I mean, Dallas, she's one of my best friends. And it, it just made for a, an amazing journey through that time to have a family with you doing it, you know, yeah. which was yeah. amazingly cool. Yeah, I, um, I'm a completionist on the original run of uh, American Gladiators, which I think most people who watched it were into it ended up being like, no matter what. Um, and, uh, I was, I did, and this is for listeners too. I typed, uh, what I did before coming on, I typed ice, you know, best of real, holy shit. I saw a woman run at you, <laughs> run at you. It was like the crash test dummies commercials, right? Exactly. Like, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I might remember that, but, um, uh, yeah. folks, if you want to get a little bit of the taste, uh, some folks have done some editing for the, uh, best device on, on, on YouTube. I wanted to ask you a, a unique question. Um, you know, uh, Lori Fetrick and ice, how much, uh, you know, I know you kind of got that, persona and such you know uh related to the show but how much how much a lorry is ice how much uh how how much lorry is in ice um a lot a lot actually to be honest with you um i'm extremely competitive um i've got that fire in my stomach that you know i'm constantly competing i'm I'm competing in everyday life to be quite honest with you you know it seems like I'm such a hustler to where it's like, it's, <laughs> that's just me. But um, yeah. I would say, I would honestly say a lot. I think what happened is I just took the ice character and like 
just made her bigger and better, (laughs) you know, and more competitive and more fierce. Um, That's really all I did, you know, so therefore, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Lori inside of ice, no doubt. And um, I just, you know, I like to have a lot of fun. I'm still a child at heart. Um, I've, I always like laugh and one of my favorite movies is Hook. It's like, just, I, I never wanted to grow up. And so therefore it's like when I became ice on the American gladiators, that was like my playground, you know? And so I enjoyed every single moment of that, every single hit, you know, every single, just in the girl's face, you know, I love that. (laughs) I love that. And it's funny. I mean, I usually... You know, people, some of my friends would say something different, but, you know, a lot of people don't like the confrontations in life. And sometimes, sometimes I enjoy them, you know, and I'll hit them head on. And other times it just depends on what the confrontation is, of course. But, you know, um, other than that, I do. I enjoy that, that uh, I like, I like that. I like everything about it. So I don't know. Yeah, I'd say definitely there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of Lori and ice and ice and Lori. There you go. Yeah. Well, I, I like it too. Cause you know, I doing an art, art and philosophy podcast here and, and talking to art a lot of times is like one of the things that just fascinates me is like the, the artist persona. Right. So mm-hmm. the, the, the creator within that too. So like I would see within that too, like you have this character and this is you and this isn't you. And I mean, you just hit it and it's clear that you're an entertainer. And I know you've talked about like, when you talk about things that you, you think of yourself doing in the episodes I heard, it's, 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 it's in front. It is, you know, the spectacle and, um, and uh, that's, that's just a, like a really cool piece because I, with the artist persona, sometimes I think of where it's like, you know, the absolute counter, right? So my life is so oppressive. I'm stuck in the box, all this type of thing. But on Saturday and Sunday night, the complete opposite of that, you know, is, is up there on stage. It's interesting. You're right. Um, I mean, I've met quite a few actors that, I mean, there's one actor in particular that I'm, you know, in my mind, it's like when I met him, I mean, huge actor, but when I met him, I was just like, Oh my God, you're exactly the same way you are in person as you are on screen. And with all your movies, you know, maybe the scenario changed to where it's like, you know, now you're, you know, back in cowboy and Indian times, you know, and you're, you're saving the day, but overall your entire personality and how you are is exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. really interesting. And I've met quite a few actors exactly, you know, just like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, it's just the environment and the scenarios have changed. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, but, I wanted to talk about your creativity, uh, as well with the, with the podcast and, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and the work you do there and, uh, just talk about, uh, podcast. And I've done this show for, uh, four years and throughout it, just kind of learning about what podcasting is and it's growing and heck, if you don't know folks, everybody's listening to podcasts now. It is like the, the radio for, you know, folks to, to listen to. It's just growing. It's your what, own um, personal radio station. Isn't it? Isn't it? So, <laughs> yeah. well, tell tell us about that. You're, you're newer to, you know, going in with it. I've listened to all the shows and chilling with ice. I, I mean, it seems, you know, to me, listening on the other side of things, it's a natural thing for you, but what's been your experience all of a sudden being like, all right, 
podcast time. What's that mean for you? Um, podcast time means go time means I'm on, you know, it's like turn the switch on. Um, and, it, and, and podcasting, like you said, it, it is, it's like your own private radio station. And when I first started podcasting, I was, I was nervous. Oh my God. I was so nervous. <laughs> you know, my first two, three, four episodes. And I had to keep in my mind that, oh my God, I can go out and I can edit this. <laughs> you know, I can take out what I want. I can edit this, but I've actually never, I mean, I have, I have a producer, but yet she has barely touched any of my podcasts. It's like, you know, let's kind of keep them raw. Let's keep them, you know, very authentic and out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just, I want to watch the process of me growing, you know, throughout, you know, all of my, um, my shows I'm up to, I think I looked yesterday and I had like 30 shows on the books right now on chilling with ice. Um, that was quick. Yeah. But I mean, I started my, the very first one came out on my birthday, March 28th, and I've pretty much put one out every week. And I think the, I mean, as far as actually podcasting, I am becoming, you you become more comfortable, you know, obviously with your guests, um, researching them, finding out what's, you know, really cool, what your audience wants to hear. But at the same time, it's kind of like what I want to hear. You know, it's the questions that I want to ask that I think that everybody else out there might be. I mean, we're pretty much so similar as far as like the questions we want to ask people. So I ask the questions that I want to ask and having my audience, you know, obviously in the back of my mind what they want to hear. But um, it's it's the fascination of the stories that I love to hear, you know, Um, and yet at the same time, I'm getting I'm getting some feedback from my audience and my fans that they want to hear more of me, you know, as far as a uh, podcaster. So, you know, I think what we're going to be doing is probably like once every other month, I'll have somebody come on and interview me yeah, and yeah. on my podcast and talk about my past guests and what are the favorite ones I had and what yeah. stuck out, things like that. But um, I never really had any formal broadcast training, um, which I think would have probably helped a lot, but yet at the same time, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like learning golf sometimes, you know, it's like, uh, I'm a golf, I'm a golfer. So, um, I started with golf lessons the minute I picked up a club, you know, I wanted to learn how to swing and I wanted to swing, you know, as professionally as I could at that point in time. But it's like, there's a lot of people out there and I'm going to compare it to this, which is really interesting. But it's, if you have a golfer that's been on the course for two, three years and they've developed all these bad habits and then all of a sudden you come in and you have some professional training, they have to undo all those bad habits and restart again. And sometimes yeah. it's harder to undo those bad habits. So I don't know, maybe I should have gotten a little uh, professional broadcast training in the very beginning. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I. I. You know, I. I do the show. I don't have training, but I tell you. I tell you. For me, it was finding out about honed skills that you didn't know you had honed in other ways. So my day job, I'm a. I'm a union rep, right? So I get thrown. Uh, so first of all, most of my membership, two out of three, are women, right? So mm-hmm. I'm involved in a lot of conversation, probably far more than most people would imagine of, of women. But not only that, there's this, um, when I meet people, there's a, a stress, there's a something going on. And I have to establish a rapport with folks and an honest rapport as, as, yeah. as a rep. So I had done this, Lori, I'd done this thousands of times. 
times. And so when I got on the show, I was like, well, the early interviews sound much different. That's not my point. I wasn't a well-oiled machine going in, but I didn't know what I had learned until I was like on the mic and people would be like, how long have you been doing this? Where are you doing training? I'm like, I, did my training amongst the, the members, like they're coming to me with their life situations and, you know. I think you're right. It's, 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 it, you're absolutely right. You hit on a point. It's like, how quickly can you build that rapport? You know, and if you could build that rapport, you can have that conversation. And that's one of the things that on my podcast, I wanted to have conversations. I didn't want to just do an interview, like I know. question one, question two, question three. You know, I wanted to listen to the guest. I wanted to have the conversation. And maybe some of those questions that I had all written down, which by the way, I do every single podcast, you know, like the night before I did, you know, I kind of go back over my notes. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You, you know, you, you pull up your notes and you go, okay, these are all the questions, but you know, let's be honest, nine out of 10 times, you never, ever hit all those questions because you're just into a conversation and that, and it just, you just let it flow. And I think that's the other thing that people are starting. Um, they're really enjoying on my podcast is just the flow of the podcast. I think, um, so what, in, 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 what I what I like that's underneath your show, yeah, and and heck, folks, go there for the great stories, American Gladiator stories, like all that's like all that's all that's there. But the piece where um is why I I keep listening, quite honestly, is is that uh is what you said about how you go in and that um I hear you going into the larger things about uh, like about life and not just those stories but like what well, who was it that you wanted to be right and and like are you that now or mm-hmm. like you had this experience it was super intense like would you like to change a lot of that with what you know like these questions that really get people being like man what how am I living and um and 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 also connected to that Lori the health wellness people looking at you how do you have the million dollar smile and still look as great as you do right now right so like (laughs) here's what i know about here's here's what i know about these things but god if i could just make a million dollars on that million dollar smile everybody tells me i have (laughs) i'll be your agent i'll be your agent there we go you're on jumping in i didn't even know it's gonna go in 20 minutes, 20 minutes in. And, and, and look at that. You're already my agent. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I, but the piece I, I, I do love about the show is what's underneath and what drives it is the stories is about life is about the why the fuck we doing this or why yeah. we're doing that and, and, and who we want to be. And, um, that, that exploration for me is expansionist and that's why, well, well Keep going all there. I mean, think about it. We're all so curious about everybody else's life, you know, because it's like my sister. It blows my mind. My sister is um, super – my sister's very smart, very intelligent, and you would never in a million years think that she loves the Housewives of New York or let's say one of those shows, and it just cracks me up because her personality, it's like, are you kidding me? You watch this? And she tells me, she tells me, she goes, I just find it fascinating about their lives, you know? And sometimes when I see their, their lives, it it actually, I mean, not, I'm not saying that this is, you know, how I bring people on my podcast, but yet she goes, sometimes the more, um, just screwed up that they are, it makes me feel like my life is more normal, (laughs) 
I just laugh. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's so interesting. You say that. Well, it, it, it's like that kind of live day. And also like on the other flip side of it, I, um, I talked to, uh, I had a guest on her name, Sissia Frampson, and she's, uh, uh, she's in a princess punk band from Sweden. She's also does this incredible stop motion photography, uh, not photography, puppetry and like the kind of claymation and all this, but she, and she's, uh, in her, in her twenties and she would just drop down. She's like, like I set out in my life to create as much time for the flow state in my day. Like she's, she's like a young artist and she's like, I want to have my life set up the way where I have the most opportunities to be in the flow state and to be myself and to be right there. And I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Right. Like right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. How and do you, she's so how do you young. Do life? Yeah. She's so young thinking this too. I mean, it, it, that's amazing. But think about it. I remember when I was in my teenage years and going into my twenties, I was so creative and open and I was just welcoming in life and every aspect. What were you doing? How was that being expressed at the time? What were you, what were you, what were you up to like around that time? Like open and, and, and creative. I, what, you what know, you I was, it's just, think about, I wasn't jaded. My, it wasn't even, yeah. it wasn't so much what I was thinking. It was just life in general. I wasn't jaded yet. Uh, yet. You like that word? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not jaded now, but you know, I'm not jaded now. I'm just saying that, you know, you're so young and you're, and you're, you're molding yourself and you're, and you're just growing and all these things are coming in and they're so, I mean, for me anyway, it was exciting and it was new And the more that came at me, the more creative I got. And I mean, I was into sports and I was, you know, I was an athlete and everything, but yet at the same time I was drawing, I was writing. Um, I wanted to be a cartoonist when I was young. I, you know, I love cartoons. Um, And when that kind of changed, I want to go into architecture. I wanted to design buildings and do all that. So it's like my life has has completely, I mean, it's like changed and molded. And, but yet when you're in that state and when you're growing, you're, you're not, the world hasn't, and I'll say it again, the world hasn't come out you and, and jaded you and hadn't thrown all these things at you to where it's like you start becoming and, and it's sad, but as adults, you do, you start becoming numb. You start becoming, um, y- you have your defense mechanisms and you put yeah. your walls up and, but when you're young and you're growing and you're at that stage going into your twenties, you're so open still. Most people are, unless they had some traumatic experience, you know, they're so open and, and, and just they're accepting of everything. And so they can be more and more creative. It's just too bad that we can't stay there. You know, I mean, some people can, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's, it's, keep trying to keep that balance as, as we grow older and go through life, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm in, I'm in my, you like that? I'm going to say I'm in my late fifties. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. you. Fuck you. You're not. I never did the math before coming on the show. I prep, I prep for this interview, but I didn't even bother. I didn't even bother on the age because, and now you're lying to me. Now you're lying to me. Oh, like you're God, so comfortable. On, Ken, you're lying you know, to me already. You know how old I am. <laughs> but it's it's fighting off it's fighting off the um, for lack of better words, demons. You know, it's it's fighting those off and, and staying in the in the 
and the life and the and the joy and the beauty of it and not letting things get to you. You know, so when and, did you when did you see when did you see yourself as artist creator? When did you see Oh, at a very young age. Artist? I was a very young age when I saw myself as an artist and creator. I mean, I was like probably, you know, 14, 15 years old. So I had a good, you know, all the way up into my early 20s. I was still drawing, I was still being super creative yeah, yeah. and still writing and I mean, you know, you know, again, it's like the world is my oyster. It's just like, I, it was, everything was open to me. And I was extremely excited to go through doors. I mean, to that, to this day, I'm still excited to that. I always yeah, feel yeah. that, you know, it's kind of like um, just staying in the positivity of life and, and manifesting what you want, you know, yeah. and yeah. never, ever losing that, you know, you never want to lose that, that edge, that that young at heart feeling because that's what keeps you alive and it keeps you young for me anyway it does yeah it's 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 that drive um yeah it's the so, drive and the creativity of that so i know um you're in a, a few spots and just recently uh, like i saw on tiktok i was like whoa my goodness i didn't know you're that big on on tiktok and you were and i had seen <laughs> some of them i'm like okay well she's you know big over there and uh it's really cool um i'm a Listeners, I'm a, a patron of. Uh, yes, of you are. Thank you very much for being one of my patrons. Yeah, and the nice, the wonderful uh, platform, uh, Patreon. And uh, you want to talk a little bit about that, maybe in connection to the show? Yeah, my Patreon page is uh, is a lot of fun. Basically, it's um to where you know if anybody doesn't know about Patreon, Patreon is a is a platform to where you can help creators and artists and things like that help because most of our stuff that we do out there, we are all self funded. You know, like we were talking about before your show, you know, I self-fund my podcast and everything. So it's a way for people to get behind artists and creators to actually just help support. So sometimes, you know, it could be like different levels on your Patreon. You have a, you know, $5 level, a $10, $20, $30 level and so on. And so, you know, and, and you get to have fun with creating these levels for your Patreons. You know, they get like um, access to my podcast, you know, like let's say a week before they get the rapid fire questions where they're only on my Patreon that I do a rapid fire with every guest, you know, but it's not out anywhere else. So that's another little bonus, you know, um, autograph photos. Uh, you know, I have a private Facebook page, you know, behind the scenes as far as gladiator photos. So it's a lot of fun, you know, and that's really what it is, is it's just keeping people, um, you know, kind of like I can, I can talk to them like you and I have talked, you know, uh, message back and forth. And so it's a way to keep me connected to the fans, which is really a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's what's, that's, what's nice about Patreon. So they can, a lot of people can actually help support their creators. Yeah. And there's, there's one, one of the things, uh, great great platform and i love your content uh one of the things in in this in this episode here is uh american gladiators and uh we you know we got a we got a lot of the brain stuff going on i know the, there's some listeners gonna want some some of that muscle stuff i used to watch american gladiators so think, <laughs> i'm your demographic I'm, I'm your demographic there player. we go i'm uh i'm at the university of rhode island uh by the ocean uh studying philosophy, you know, studying philosophy and, um, in syndication, of course, every, every night. Right. And so we were, um, we were partiers in general and didn't party yeah. every day, but many times in American gladiators were on 
and it was it was it was on. And of course, as you might imagine or thought as you're competing, unfortunately, there may be many college males or anybody out there competing in these events in front of the TV because of what they're seeing. Um, but uh, a big, in, in, incredible, incredible show. Um, I was um, in, in, in watching the muscles of mayhem. I watched the ESPN documentary, which. I enjoyed in a particular way. It was almost for me like a a bit of like an absurdist piece on mm-hmm. Ferraro and mm-hmm. but the Netflix one in in one of the things in in watching it was um it, first of all it's deeply enjoyable and 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 to see that and st- but even after watching it and I think it's five parts uh in yes. the, in, in the mini series yeah. I was like, holy shit, this must just be scratching the surface. I'm thinking about yeah. like the, the safety issues or all the stories of the of the competitors and things like that. Yeah. Um so I felt it was great to have that, but I'm like, there's a mountain of stories here. How did the Netflix documentary feel for you of like if you're gonna watch something, get getting what the gladiators were in that amount of time? A lot, like a lot hit the floor, meaning that all of the gladiators, we were interviewed for about six, maybe eight hours. And if you think about all the stories that we had and told within that six to eight hour period interview, and I was interviewed twice, so 16 hours basically. Um, And what they're doing is they're, they're splicing together a story but you're absolutely right. It left the audience wanting more. It left the audience thinking there's more stories here. Absolutely. And there was a shit ton of stories that hit the floor that they didn't even like bring out because it just didn't fit the storyline, which was unfortunate. However, who knows, maybe it left an opening for something else, you know, as far as- Yeah, 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 right, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, I think with that said, um, there's a possibility, and I like mentioning this because of the fact it's starting, I'm hoping that it's going to happen, but there's a possibility that there may be a small little American Gladiator tour, and it'll be basically the Muscles and Mayhem tour. Um, (gasps) Possibly. Now, Possibly. Possibly, everybody. Possibly. Exactly. This is in realm so, of possibility. It's a hypothetical absolutely. possibility. And, and that's where the, manifesta- the manifestation comes into play to where it's yes. like if everybody starts manifesting this, <laughs> it'll yes. happen. But you know, this is we already did it. We're good. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Threw it out into the universe. But, you know, there'll be, let's say, four or five of us out there and we'll have like a Comic-Con type, you know, Q&A um, and we'll get to tell more stories and we'll get to actually meet our fans and it'll be in venues you know, cool little smaller venues and it'll have the meet and greets. And so this is something that we're actually right now in the talks with and, you know, discussing um, the details. But I think that would be kind of cool because if you think about it, uh, you're right. Muscles and Mayhem, the documentary, it left a lot to the imagination. It left a lot of questions. You know, there's more here. There's more stories. All right. So what's cool about that is now we can take the Muscles and Mayhem tour and we can tell those stories on the road. We can have the meet and greets and meet the fans and, you know, have the questions and answers. And so that that to me excites me. And, and that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. 
And that will also answer a lot of the questions, you know, a lot of the um, fans' questions that they have. Yeah. But um, you're, you're right. It did. It, it just, it, you can't, even though it's a five-part series, they still have to have that format, that story they had to tell. Um, the ESPN documentary, I mean, it only touched on Johnny Ferraro's story, which is, you know, the creation of the American Gladiators. And I mean, he thinks that, I mean, I heard him do an interview and he's like, you know, well, they, they, you know, the gladiators, they're, they're trying to play gladiators right now. And, you know, the muscles of mayhem, they would have never, it would have never taken off if they didn't use the American gladiator, you know, name, um, he's got such a hard on for any of us doing anything, you know, without his permission or without some kind of fee, you know, it's like Johnny's all about the greed. He's all about the money. He's all about how much am I going to get? If you want to use my logo to do anything, it's just like, come on. Well, let me ask you about, and and talking about creativity and art, right? So, you know, like in, in watching that story, and of course I'm watching as a labor union rep and all that type of stuff. And like that, that horse shit, it, look, it, like any situation, it's the workers who fucking make the thing. It's, Thank it's, you. It's it's, it's 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 not the half baked idea that was developed behind it. I'm sorry. It is it is the workers. It is yeah. it is the performers. And I see within the story there of what for me is you know early reality TV like the worst, the worst setup, the worst abuse as it's set up because it's a clear like playing field almost at that time, you had that real adverse experience. You as yeah. a creator, you as a talent, yes. uh, the arrangement, you're seeing figures of yourself all yes. over and all over the place. You have to hustle to get your ass paid in other type of yes. ways to make a go of what should be something. Correct. And I'm asking now into with you moving to like with the creativity and, and, and podcast and like maybe like a more thorough re-engaging is that adverse experience. How does that inform you right now of making sure you get, <laughs> you get what you need? I see and, what you're the, saying. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's just making sure, I mean, like the contracts that we signed back then and the, oh God, it was just, it was so, you're right. It was so unheard of. I mean, we signed contracts for in perpetuity, which means for a life, you know, and I can't even believe that these contracts really even exist nowadays. They should just be thrown out. Um, MGM owns our characters for life. Um, there should be something along the lines to where it's like, okay, after 30 years, whatever, you know, kind of yeah, thing, yeah. but it's not, I mean, they don't have these types of contracts any longer whatsoever. So I, you know, moving forward in my life and the creativity process and being, um, being the actor, the character, the, however you want to see me, um, creator podcasting, it's, it's now just making sure that everything is fair across the board. Um, we're still jumping through hoops. So don't get me wrong. Um, because anything and everything that I do, I have to be very careful on, you know, can I use my character ice? Well, I can use my character ice if it's within, you know, a a sentence or something. That's why it's called chilling with ice. You know, they can't do anything really about that. Um, it's just constantly looking for angles and ways around that stupid ass, absolutely terrible contract that we signed back in the day. 
So even like with my podcasting and, and doing different things and um, moving into different um, venues and, and realms and everything, it's, I've learned a lot. I mean, we knew back then, but here is the problem, Ken. We knew how bad those contracts were, to be quite honest with you. But if we didn't sign them, we didn't play. They'd just go out and get yeah. somebody else. Yeah. There you was, know, so there it's was, like, it, yeah, what do you do? In or out, in or out, right? And exactly. it's like, well, am I, am I going to be on TV? This is the setup or is somebody else going to yeah. be on TV and not me? That's really what it came down to. Yeah. And it's the unfortunate side of the companies and the, and the, the you know, the big, huge companies that, you know, over take shit and it's just like they don't give a shit about their people and that's why like for instance you know in your position you're a union rep you're taking care of your people you know but there was no union rep to take care of us and even if they did you know i mean we had like little agents here and there but even if they did come to bat and they tried to do something for us the big company you know the ginormous mgm was like nope here's a contract they either want it or they don't and you know, they right, had business practices from like the 1800s there. Yeah. You were dealing Samuel with Goldwyn well. never yeah. negotiated contracts. So yeah. Samuel Goldwyn Jr. followed in his father's footsteps, never, you know, never negotiated contracts. So it just kind of, you know, it, it kept going down the hill. But um, now it's just about, you know, trying to make sure that it's fair across the board for everyone and everyone who, who's involved in whatever scenarios, you know, it, it is. Yes. You deserve, you, 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 you deserve, and I know I can see and what you do, how, (laughs) how hard you work. All right. Let's hit you with uh, a not so easy question. That is part of the show. What is art? What is art? What is art? Yeah. Tell me. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. As an artist? Oh, creativity, imagination. Creativity. What's, what's, yeah. What is, tell me. Imagination. I mean, well, now you're going to get into the, you know, the philosophy side of things. That, I mean, I'm that's not sure. right. It's it's <laughs> muscles, muscles, brain, Lori. I have you on for a reason. Don't back out of it. You said you were an artist when you were a little kid, so don't back out of the question. I mean, it it just it's a, it's allowing yourself to be vulnerable and to be artistic and to be creative and to take whatever it is that you're into and 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 make something of it. You know, to yeah. me. Um, it's the, it's the, yeah, I mean, it just keeps coming back down to the creativity and being authentic and vulnerable and being able to create without feeling any type of judgment whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, doing it, just doing it, being you, doing you. (laughs) Do people, uh, I know you've mentioned, um, uh, I, I adore film and, and, and sometimes like in, in creator mind, I see like, uh, uh, like somebody in film. So you mentioned like you as a lead. Uh, I don't know if people go up to you and say like, this is the role you should be, but I've seen for a long time. It's the, uh, lead, uh, on a spaceship science fiction (laughs) costume i think in like black and silver and basically i'm seeing star trek as you're as you're no as you're describing it which is hysterical no 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 not no no worry i mean not star trek costume i mean like future it like down and like you're the you're the commander in the scene in the in 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 the lights is is that the character you see 
uh, yourself on film, or did you did you want? No, to, if I it wasn't to, the it wasn't the Ellen it wasn't the Ellen show exactly. No. I'd imagine if I, if I had if I had my absolute perfect scenario to where somebody came up and said, "What type of lead role would you want to play?" It would be the Laura Croft character. Ah, I mean, she was yeah. such a badass. <laughs> yeah, she was such a badass, and she just you know. I, I, that character would be absolutely so much fun to play. Um, so that's the type I would say that that would be the type of lead character that I would, I would love to absolutely go after. Um, it's, I mean, it's the acting industry has changed right now. It's really changed. It's especially since COVID everything is online. All auditions are on zoom. It really sucks. They don't get to meet you in person. They don't get to see that personality. Now all they see is these little tiny little, you know, Zoom character squares that come through and they just get, you know, hundreds of them as far as, you know, um, when it comes to auditions. It's changed. And so I'm not even sure if I don't see, I really don't see my career going in that direction any longer. I mean, at first I did. I really wanted to, you know, continue acting. I wanted to really explore that area. But the more I'm podcasting, the more I'm realizing that I would love to be a host of, you know, maybe some of these um, really cool documentaries or discovery shows, you oh, know, yeah. that I'm watching. That would be yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, I could I could be myself. I could, you know, travel the United States, whatever it may be. Uh, there's, there's so many different shows out there that I yeah. would love to do. But yeah, the whole acting thing, it just seems like it's changed so much that it's its getting further and further away from me. Let's put it that way. Nah, I it's don't not, think so. It's not in it my... Is for you, it is for you. For me, the, I'm, the, I'm the viewer, so no, no, no. But you, of course, <laughs> you're experienced. You know, the, the, the podcasting <laughs> thing The podcasting <laughs> thing is leading you right in, and then you reappear as that Laura Croft. That could be Croft, it, too. I Laura Croft-type character I, in a place you never expected. So. There you go. There you go. It's, it's all in the matter of what we're going to you know, envision and manifest and, and what we're going to go for. But, you know, if it happens, it'd be great. And I would absolutely embrace every single second of that. I got a, I got a, a couple more questions. Um, just yeah. on, 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 on the podcast, um, your curiosity and the curiosities behind the show, just wondering if you could point to a couple things you'd wish you'd like to find out or discover or explore through using your podcast, uh, areas you'd like to, to go into? I mean, I, I really want to get more into, um, you know, interviewing some of these really amazing female athletes. Um, I love to find out what drove them. I love to find out, you know, as far as like where their life pivoted, you know, um, and not just female athletes, to be honest with you. It's, it's just, people in general, I love to hear the pivotal moments. Yeah. So I love to get into those stories of, Hey, okay. So your life didn't necessarily turn out, let's say the way you planned, or maybe it did, (laughs) you know? Um, and yet now you're not doing it. Are you comfortable with who you are and not doing that particular, you know, let's say career that you were in. I love to hear those stories. Um, because I think what it is, is my life has pivoted so many times and it's like, you got to be a quick pivot, you know? And so I like to hear other people's stories of, you know, what they did, 
how they went down that road, how they dealt with certain situations. Um, I don't know, maybe they had a career that was just like on fire and all of a sudden something happened and it's just like, whoom, changed. I mean, like all those one hit wonders out there, if you think about it, Um, whether it be music, whether it be film, television, um, just everyday life, I guess. I like to hear those kind of stories. And so that's why it's like, you know, with my podcast, I want to bring more of those people in and yeah. really get get to what happened. Um, but yet I like to keep it light, to be honest with you, too. I don't like to go down too deep and too dark. Not even dark, yeah. but, you know, too deep. It's I want to keep it's it more. Fun. Yeah, I want to keep it more a little on the lighter side, more entertaining um, to where people can laugh. I love to make people laugh. And so it's fun. Um so that's where, you know, this discovery and I know the podcast and I'm not stressing too much about it. It's like, I know it's starting to take on its own is what's starting to happen. And it's yeah, going yeah, yeah. to, it's yeah. going to like, like with you, I mean, I'm sure your podcast, maybe you started out and it's like, okay, this is where it's going to be. It's a long is ass it, road. It's a long ass road. I was going to say, road. is it exactly yeah. where yeah, you started out? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? One, one thing I want to say about, about, about the show which is kind of like the energy of the burst behind it, which is I was talking about your show as well, is like intense curiosity towards driving in. So when there's that energy behind it, it, it's the fuel. It's the fuel. I don't know where it's going to go and everything, but it's the fuel. Well, and on that, so let me say that. So I start the podcast four years ago. My mind is filled with wonder of of who I might talk to. You mentioned, you know, uh, female athletes. How did I get in the position where I talked to the first uh, female uh, manager in the uh, major leagues, the single A, Rachel Balkovic? How did I get to talk to Soroya Tinker, African-American pro hockey player uh, in Toronto? How, How do I get to do these type of things? And it's like, you ask. You ask, you say, yeah. I'm like, really, like, I'm all right, like, I'm super curious, a little strange, whatever. I'm going to ask and, and, and go. So that's where I don't know where I'm going. That's where. But, and I'm talking to ex- you, and I'm talking yeah, to you. Think I about talk- how exciting that is, though, not knowing really where you're going. I mean, that's yeah. kind of the excitement of life. You know, it's like every day you wake up is a new day. Every day you wake up, you get to decide what type of day you're going to have and who you're going to meet, who you're going to talk to, whose podcast you're going to be on. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe somebody, you know, who's going to be on your podcast. And, and to me, that's, that's, what's so fun about life. And you've got to keep that lightheartedness, childlike, okay, what's the day going to bring? You know, and so that's why I'm so excited about my podcast and where it's going because of the fact that I got to be honest with you. It's like, I don't know the certain guests I'm going to have on in the next six months. Yep. You know, and that's the fun of it. Yep. You know, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about getting to know people and what their journey was and what drove them, you know, and maybe what some obstacles they hit and how they overcame those obstacles. Because at the end of the day, if you think about it, we're all learning from each other. So if I can have something and I can have a guest on my show and it's going to touch the heart or it's going to trigger something in someone else to go, I never thought of it that way, that I've done my job. I love it. I I love it. I, uh, 
I have, I, I'm going to say one particular thing, uh, just, uh, with, with the big question of the show and for listeners show have listened over four years, I've never given this opportunity, but I'm giving Lori Fetrick this opportunity and she's listening patiently here. The big tell? question I ask of this show, I'll, I'll tell you the whole rules. The big question of the show is why is there something rather than nothing? However, I've always just asked that question of every guest. I have given you the ability to answer, which is A, or B, to say, fuck off, Ken, I'm not answering that. <laughs> I've never done that. It's been over four years, Lori. I've, I've held that gift why? in my pocket. Anyway, so wait a minute. The question is, is why is there or you something can do both. rather or you can do nothing? Why, why is, there is there something, something rather than rather than nothing? I right. mean, you got to think of that question kind of like, why is there something rather than nothing? Yep. Because if there was nothing, then it would be boring. If it was yeah. nothing, would we exist? Um, right. <laughs> why is there something? I mean, I would rather have something rather than nothing. Um, it's kind of a fun question. And you could get really deep with the question, or you could just keep it super lighthearted with the question. Or, yeah, I could just say, fuck off, Ken. That's kind of a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You did both. You took option C. Lori, if there was one thing I knew about giving you two options was that what is the option that includes that includes both option that was option C. Uh it's great chat with you, uh, Lori. Uh, tell listeners where to where to find all your stuff. We've been talking about your stuff, but um, uh, uh, t-shirts, chilling um, with you, ice. Here we go. It all. Yeah. All right, you got it. So you can find my chilling with ice podcast pretty much on every channel where you listen to your podcasts. I do have a YouTube channel to where all my podcasts are videotaped. So if you want to watch. Me and the um, the guests, they're all on my YouTube channel, which is Chillin' with Ice as well. Um, I do have a Patreon account, and it's Chillin' with Ice at um, Patreon. I do have my merch store, which is icetshirts.com. A lot of fun doing that kind of fun stuff. I do have American Gladiator stuff on there for yeah. a short time, limited. Um all my social medias are lori.ice.fetric. Fetric is F as in Frank, E-T-R-I-C-K. I've got my TikTok, my Instagram, my Facebook. Ken, did you ever think that, I mean, back in the day, we just had a website, right? I have my website, lorifetric.com. I tell everything. you, I would, I would be lying to you if, if, if in 1992 in Kingston, Rhode Island, uh, in front of the TV watching American Gladiators, that the young young scholar me said, you know what, someday there's going to be this podcast technology where humans are going to talk radio like back and forth to each other. And that yeah. ice that's on the screen that that poor woman just ran 100 miles an hour into and fell back like a piece of crumpled paper. I'm going to talk to her. <laughs> so, Ken, let me ask you something. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Why something rather than nothing? So, um, thank you. Thank you for asking. And the, the, my, my answer is very informed uh, by Buddhism. Okay. So, uh, 
the it's a clanky question that I ask. Why is there something rather than nothing? Because whenever you ask it, the person has to form whatever the ideas of those two things are right off the bat. What is nothing? Like, what is it to think about nothing? Or what is something? nothing? So within Buddhism, there's a, a piece for me that I think is pretty beautiful that kind of where the nothing is beautiful. And this is what it is. So within uh, Buddhist thinking, it, it, it's that there's no there, there behind everything that, 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 that we use names and there's phenomena around it. And we're describing these type of things. But when we try to grasp the thinginess ultimately, and we're grasping and grasping, we can't, there's, there's no thing like right, right there. And the word isn't exactly the best because in, in, in Buddhist philosophy, it's like, um, the word shunyatan, it means, uh, emptiness or not having inherent existence. It's not that there's the, we don't have the experiences that we do. It's just, we get so grippy on the thinginess of things and we grasp and attach. And that's kind of, for me, the basis of the Buddhist psychology that we're going to, we're going to suffer as humans because we're made of bits and parts and we feel and we hurt. But, um, uh, but ultimately what we don't want to do is to be grasping at all the things and thinginess all the time, because we're going to suffer more or we're going to add on to our suffering. So for me, the nothingness is that there's no ultimate thinginess in, in the thing and that's okay. And to try to not grasp for something that might not be there. How'd I do, Lori, on the was, answer to that? Was, that to, was good. That was good. Oh, I, I like that. I was, I was, I was oh, right there God, with you, you man. Put, I, went, I went down that deep, dark rabbit oh, hole with you for a moment. I actually oh. enjoyed it. I did. <laughs> and, and that's a whole nother conversation as, as you get into that. It's like, as humans, we put meaning to everything, everything yes. we put meaning to, um, yeah. when actually something doesn't really mean anything. I'll tell you the one, the one, uh, experience, everything I sound said, you know, can get way out there, but I'll tell you the one thing when I talk about that is finally the experiential piece of this is what you can find out is a lot of folks do mindfulness meditation. But one of the things that I found, um, and I don't do it enough, so I'm not, you know, you are, but in, in meditating, what you'll find is if you take an object and you're meditating and looking at the object and it can be whatever object, maybe one to kind of bring more peace to you. What you find out as you look, because you're looking at it and meditating and minding your breath, is that its contours and its thinginess and its solidity, it'll start to shift and, 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 and move. And if you look at it, you don't have to think about it, but you could just observe it. And all the edges, they're not as solid. And I'm talking about over minutes and time. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the experience of like, at the very least, it isn't as thingy as, as, as I thought that there's a, there's a fraying at the edges that it's. And for me, that's where the mystery is. So it's the physical experience <laughs> of that as well. You digging on that, so, Lori? Too. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there with you just for a moment, and that is right as you're describing this, okay? Because 
and I, I'm not quite sure where this comes from and how my brain really works. And since you're in psychology, maybe you can tell me this. But as you're describing what you were just talking about, it's like, okay, so you're meditating. And this is how, how my brain works. You're going to laugh. Okay, yeah, no, so no. you're describing this and you're like, okay, so you're meditating on an object and you're looking at an object. And over time, as you're looking at this object and just trying to meditate on this and the edges become blurry automatically, right? When you said that, I'm like, yeah, because your eyes are getting blurry and your eyes are just getting tired and your <laughs> eyes are, and your, and your brain starts playing like, like tricks on you, you know, kind of thing. It's like, if you look at yourself in the mirror long enough, there used to be a thing when we, what we would do with kids is you'd light a candle and you'd stare at yourself in the mirror for so long to where your face would start to, to kind of uh, morph, you know, and change a little bit. And you kind of wonder, you're like, okay, are these the tricks that your eyes are starting to play on you? Or is this is part of the brain process of, of actually what's happening when you stare at something for so long? So as you were describing that, it was like the edges become blurry and the edges become kind of like not so sharp and so crystal clear. I'm like, automatically I go to the physiological, of, I mean, uh, the physicalness of how the brain and how the, how the, the body works. <laughs> that's the best counter. No, but, but Lori, what's so cool about it in this conversation, that's the powerful counter argument to what I was just saying. I was describing it in a particular way, but when you say it's true, when you say you could say, okay, Ken, from a physiological point, it ain't the thing that's the, the thing is there. It's mm -hmm. that these process, you know, in a very like, in, in that particular way, it's like you, the viewer that is kind of spacing out and that's completely legitimate, like as well. So I see the instinct in you to kind of create the uh, counter argument on this point. And uh, that's why it's, uh, that's why I say it's interesting because yeah. that's just the way that my brain works. Yep. yep you know, it's yep. it's very physical. It's very uh, factual. It's very. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, but um, yeah, okay, okay, you finished, all right, but what about this? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like an amazing, fun conversation to have, you know, yeah, I just, I love I doing that and kind of going back and forth and listening to other people's views and, and, and because that's how I learn as well, you know, so that's the beauty of it and that's how we all learn from one another and I can only imagine like, um, the fun conversation that you and I could get into. <laughs> well, that's you know, hey, go down that deep road for a moment. Hey, It'd be a great time. You know, tell you tell you what, Lori, you don't have to. As far as my 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 content, um, no requirement to be a completionist because that'll take you seven and a half days of of <laughs> all of this. And I, I care about myself and love myself. I do not wish to foist all of that upon <laughs> anybody, but, uh, now it's, there's some, you know, I, 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 I really, uh, you know, as, as a big fan that, 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 you know, and it, for the record and on the, the audio, uh, tape, what have you ice is indeed my favorite gladiator. Thank there's never so been much. anybody close. Uh, oh, that's so, so sweet. So it's super exciting in that way, but um, really, I, I tell you, it's been it's been really nice to 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 talk to you, like in in the creative elements too, because um, there's something about the intimacy of listening to a podcast, right? Where right. like 
you're hearing, you're, you're seeing the brain and hear, hearing the brain and uh, being like, oh, that's, it's, it's cool to kick around this type mm-hmm. of stuff. And uh, I get excited for you on the podcast to be going, okay, like all of a sudden you realize in creating podcasts, it's like, you look around, like I look around right now, right? And I'm like, holy shit, like I'm the guy that's going to go ask for the interview. There ain't anybody else fucking around here. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, it is me. And, you know, that I think that can be so fun going into that and being like, you know what, I really want to learn from the brain in the words of this person and just let them, yeah. you know, do it's it, fun. So. It, it. It's a lot of fun. And this technology, even though um, it's, you know, in the social media age where everything is moving super fast and it's instant gratification and everybody is like, OK, next, move on, move on, move on. There are some other elements like podcasting, which has opened up in the world. And it has just allowed everyone to connect with each other and learn from each other even more so than um, it was back in the day. So that's also a very exciting part. There are good and bads, you know, especially, you know, as we get a little older, I find myself saying things like, oh my God, that's something my mom would say. (laughs) 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 Or my dad or something. But, you know, yeah, with technology and and how it's moving and so quickly, but podcasting has definitely opened the door for more connection. Um, And it's just exciting. It's fun. Yeah, Rocket. Everybody, uh, make yeah. sure to check out. Uh, make sure to spend your time uh, chilling, chilling with Ice. And uh, thank you. Uh, and uh, <laughs> like I said, if you want the the quick highlight reel, uh, best of Ice, American Gladiators, uh, <laughs> just just uh, just real uh, a real thrill. Um, thank great, you, Ken. Great, I so appreciate great it. Great chat with you. Yeah, love to love chat with you, and um, uh, we'll 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 chat soon. This is something rather than nothing. And listeners, to stay connected with us and our guests, visit somethingratherthannothing.com. Join our mailing list for exclusive updates and access to guest-created art. If you enjoyed this episode or any episode, please like, subscribe, leave a review on your podcast platform. People really read that shit. Your support helps us reach more listeners and spread our community across the planet. This is a global show, and we like to give a shout out to our many listeners across the world, including many listeners in Canada, Spain, Germany, UK, Argentina, Brazil, India, Thailand, and so many more places. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Something Rather Than Nothing Podcast for behind the scenes content. And the best way to help the show is to tell your friends about us. If you love it, they'll love it too. Tell your friends who love it. We love you. This is Something Rather Than Nothing podcast.